Hello, and welcome to the Whiteboard Basketball Podcast, the place to go for analysis of last week's Magic Games and insight on the future of the franchise from the perspective of real fans. I'm Cole, and on the phone from Philly is Ian, and let's jump right into it. Hello, Magic fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Whiteboard Basketball Podcast. It's August 2nd, just after another massive win for the Orlando Magic over the Sacramento Kings. Huge game tonight. Ian, I know you didn't catch a lot of it, but I know you got a chance to look over the box score. What really jumped out at you today? Terrence Ross. Absolutely massive game for the guy coming back. Um, You know, second game since the restart. He played well in the first game, don't get me wrong, but Ross really carried it tonight. And I think, um, you know, with... 25 points off the bench. I think that was incredible. Um, you know, that that's my big takeaway. Uh, Aaron Gordon also, 22 points in 24 minutes. Looking good. Um, very impressed with, with Nick Vooch, who uh, wound up with a double-double. So, um, all good things tonight for the Orlando Magic, minus I6, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But, uh, you know, what I did see of the game, I missed the few minutes of it, but... What I did see of the game, it was a really, really solid team win. Everybody contributed. Um, you know, Fultz looked, I think, really good. Um, yeah, Carter Williams looked really good. He He's really starting to impress me uh, more and more as we as we watch him come back. I mean, he, he, he looked good all season up until the hiatus, but... I mean, he just, he continually looks good, I think, and um, I think he's becoming more of a focal point to what to what the team is trying to do. So, all good things tonight. Cole, what, what about you? What stood out? Um, you know. Well, I'll, I'll chip in here on, on Michael Carter-Williams. You know, you look at the stat line, 12 rebounds, uh, sorry, 12 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, and 2 blocks coming from a point guard off the bench, you know, that's absolutely incredible. Yeah, we actually brought him in as the two a lot. He was playing with Fultz, and then we also brought him in uh, at the end of the first half to play the three when James Ennis got in foul trouble. So, I mean, a really versatile player that was able to go out there, guard one through three from the Kings, and, I mean, he really had a massive impact on the game with those steals and those blocks. Uh, I mean, he really you know, jumped off the screen um, for me when I was watching. You know, he, he really seemed like he was all over the court today. Yeah. Um, and I think, in even bigger news, I think that we can, it's safe to say that we can announce that Steve Clifford listens to the podcast. And the reason <laughs> I say that is because during our last episode, I said you know, it would really be nice to see a vintage Human Torch performance from Terrence Ross. We need him to come out and hit five threes for us to win this game. And what does he do? He goes five and nine from three tonight, scores 25 points in 23 minutes. I also said we need to focus in on De'Aaron Fox. We can't let him get out there and transition and kill us. And what does he do today? He only scores 13 points with three assists. Minus 23 on the night. I mean, we absolutely shut him down. DJ Augustine looked absolutely fantastic. Michael Carter-Williams got a lot of run on him as well. Fultz looked great on him. I mean, to be honest, I think I saw him first score with about two minutes left in the first half, 
and I honestly thought that he was injured before that in the game because I didn't even notice that he was out there. I mean, we absolutely shut him down. I mean, big-time performance from us on defense. I mean, that was a vintage Orlando Magic defensive performance. Once again, we let off the gas in the second half of the fourth quarter, but it doesn't matter because we were up so big. So they ended up scoring almost 40 in the fourth. But if you give them another average quarter, you know, we almost held them under 100 points um, in this game. You know, if, if we had left our, our starters out there, if we needed to. You know, I mean, we came out there, hit 18 threes. We got to the line 35 times. I mean, we were out there. We were in the paint. We had some incredible passing. We shot the fuck out of the ball tonight. I mean, absolutely everyone was just nailing threes. I mean, Nick Vooch, 2 of 3, Augustine, 3 of 4, Ross, 5 of 9, Folds 2 of 2, including one from the opposite end of the court, Aaron Gordon, 3 for 3. I mean, what a performance from the guys shooting. That's what really stood out to me. And I, I think to me, Steve Clifford, he listens to the podcast, he took our advice, and he implemented it in an absolutely fantastic game plan. I mean, he had a lot of great sets, a lot of great actions drawn up for the guys. I mean, we had so many open shots on offense, it was unbelievable. I mean, it was really amazing, you know, and it kind of shows you the future of this team. You know, we shot it really well from three, and it's like if we just have this core of guys and we can surround them with guys who can spread the floor, I mean, our defense was absolutely fantastic tonight, and we were unstoppable on the offensive end, and we've just steamrolled two potential playoff teams back-to-back here in the bubble, you know? And that is what the future of this Orlando Magic team is. It's finding out a way to create some space on offense, letting our playmakers go to work, and then shutting it down on the defensive end. And that's what you love to see from the Orlando Magic. And on top of that, I think that the future of this team... And by the way, I mean, we're going to make the playoffs this year. We're kind of regardless, right? And we're going to make the playoffs this year. Um, I think in good fashion. Uh, I could see us going, you know, maybe maybe 500 in these last eight games, right? Maybe we could even come out of here with a winning record. Um, you know, I don't think we're going to, like, scrape into the playoffs with a losing record at this point, but... The point is, look, I mean, I think the future of this team is exactly what you just said, but it's going to be a team effort, right? We don't have that guy. And I know we were going to talk about this at the end, right? But any hope of Jonathan Isaac or Aaron Gordon being that guy is kind of dashed, right? Um, right after Isaac got injured tonight, uh, the guy said on the, on the, on the, broadcast that he goes just my time in basketball looks like an ACL he goes I don't know but just that fall to me says ACL and if it is Isaac's out for god knows how long right so yeah I just saw it on Twitter they said they fear it's an ACL there you go I mean it's an ACL that 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 guy I feel bad for him because he's an incredible talent. I mean, I think he is probably top five, top six player 
uh, in the league talent. Okay, maybe that's exaggerating, exaggerating a little bit, but on the defensive end, on the defensive sure. end for sure. Right. I mean, he's definitely defensive player of the year talent. Um, offense. His offensive game has been coming along too, and so maybe overall, maybe not. I don't know, but I mean, they, the the kid is definitely on track to be a, to be an all star in this league. Maybe superstar. I don't know. But my point is, I don't think he's ever going to get there because when you he can't stay healthy. <laughs> like I hate to say no. it, but the kid cannot stay healthy no matter what, and um, that's what's really tough for me uh, in watching him play. Is is that is that he can't stay healthy? To continue, you know, make improvements. I think he's a really hard worker. Um, you know, I mean, I, I would not be surprised if he never steps foot onto a basketball court ever again. Um, it, you know, but that's the thing. I mean, we don't have that guy. And so what, what needs to happen, right, is we're going to, until we get that guy, and I truly believe we will at some point, right, but until we get that guy, um, you know, we're going to need, we're, we're going to need just a straight team effort. And and everything you just said about the way that we're playing and all that kind of thing, and Coach Clifford as as the coach and as a great coach, I think, um, I think we're in position to do that. Yeah, I really liked what he had today, especially. He had a lot of stuff drawn up for Terrence Ross. That's why I said I think he listens to the podcast, because... I mean, he had all kinds of actions, you know, the, the double screens with Terrence Ross running up out of the corner, catching it, running back the other way, the second screener coming in and changing the angle and, uh, you know, catching the, the other defender and then he's going, you know, straight to the rim and, you know, they run the same type of thing, but instead he pops back up to the top and he's wide open for three he got fouled on a three-pointer twice by Kent Bazemore in the first half. It was really embarrassing. Kent Bazemore was, like, complaining to the ref, even though he basically tackled Terrence Ross on the second one. I think he was just frustrated because there's nothing he could do. The way that this play was drawn up, I mean, it was going to be a wide-open three or he's going to have to foul him. You know, there's nothing he could do. Mm-hmm. And I just really think Steve Clifford, you know, he's like, look, we got to get Terrence Ross going here, you know? I mean, the, the last game... I mean, we've actually really been scoring pretty well, but it's just kind of looked ugly. But today, I mean, we made it look easy. I mean, DJ Augustine, man, he was unbelievable today with his pick-and-roll passing. I mean, he found Nick Vooch for a couple of just nasty passes uh, as he was rolling to the rim for just easy buckets. Uh, Just a lot of great reads. I mean, eight assists for him tonight. Didn't try and do too much. You know, only took five shots. Four of them were threes, and he made three, you know? So he made the most of every opportunity he got. You know, only 20 minutes. Say, 20 minutes for Fultz as well. And then Michael Carter-Williams, actually 30 minutes. He played the most at the point today. Um, it was just it was a great team effort, and I just thought we were moving the ball really well, you know? And you just got to say hats off to Steve Clifford for his coaching job today. I really just think a lot of these baskets were schemed open by him, specifically looking at the weaknesses of some of the players of the Kings. They've got a lot of young guys 
who don't necessarily know what to do when they've got all these crazy screens and actions going. And uh, we really took advantage of their youth and uh, were able to run this one up pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, no, I... I um, uh, I completely agree. Um, you know... It, I, I think Clifford's a great coach, and um, I mean we'll see what he does for was it Tuesday against Indiana, Wednesday against Indiana, something like that. Anyway, Tuesday, Tuesday, yeah. Um, we'll see what he does against Indiana, but I mean he really, I think he really, really knows how to how to draw up plays, and and, and um, I think he's really good. You know, he's really good at figuring out different schemes for. He's a great X's and O's guy, but I also think he's a great play development guy too. That's that's kind of what we need right now with this young team. Um, because for the love of God, I know this is going to be your favorite line into your favorite segment in the show, but for the love of God, we need to develop Obama. Holy crap, that dude! Yeah, I just want to jump in with one last point that I just noticed scrolling through the box score. You know, I said we, and this goes to to back up the our previous points about Steve Clifford. You know, we've got to be able to shut him down in transition. This is a team that likes to get out and run. We hold them to 14 fast break points for the entire game. The Orlando Magic, 27 fast break points. I mean, to outscore them by 13 on fast break opportunities, that's all coaching. That's all hustle by the Orlando Magic. I mean, what a performance on defense by us, and you really just have to give a lot of the credit to Steve Clifford for having our guys ready to play. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that really stood out to me, but uh, we can jump back into into your Mo Bamba analysis. And actually, one more point on Steve before we get to the Mo Bamba analysis. And I don't have any Mo Bamba analysis. I want to hear yours. But... Um, you know, Steve said after the win the other night against Brooklyn, he said, you know, you can't choose, you can't pick and choose when you want to compete and when you don't. Um, he said, we played a really good, you know, two to two and a half quarters against against um, Brooklyn and then, and then sort of, you know, threw in some half-decent, mediocre, you know, fill time. Is basically how he how he laid it out, and, everything. and um, I mean, I don't know what he said to this guy in the locker room before the game, but damn, they came out ready to play. So, yeah, just you can't say it enough. The guys really played well tonight. Uh, Mo Bamba, not a lot of run. Uh, the guys during the broadcast were saying that Steve Clifford said that he's got to work on his conditioning which I think is just like what they say when he's not playing well and we just can't afford to have him out there on the floor. I mean, comes in six minutes, minus 11, doesn't really do anything. Um, Nothing really jumped off the screen at me at what I was seeing there, but, you know, just again, not really setting tough screens, not a lot of explosiveness, you know, not rolling to the rim, calling for the ball, Nothing really particularly inspiring on the defensive end. Um, it just kind of looks like he's running underwater out there. You know, he's just not moving that quick. He's not getting up and down the floor. He's not calling for the ball. 
He's not standing up strong on the defensive end. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I think I'm back to being out on Mo Bamba. I think a couple of episodes ago, I said I was back in on Mo Bamba because it looked like he had bulked up. And I was like, you know what? This could be a big deal. But uh, I think to me, I just really saw no difference. You know, I mean, he's clearly bulked up, but in terms of impact on the court, it just didn't really do anything. Um, he's got a long way to go. And, you know, maybe the last couple of games, you know, if we lock up our seed, then maybe we get him a little bit more run. But to me, I just don't see any reason to have him out there. He just he didn't really add anything um, to the team. And, uh, I, you know, it, it's just tough, you know. Haven't really seen a lot of improvement from him. And we knew he was a project when he drafted him. But you would have liked to have seen a little bit some more flashes from Mo Bamba before now, you know? Right. Yeah, so we'll have to see how he develops moving forward. Um, as we move into our game against the Pacers on uh, on Tuesday, uh, Ian, do you have any keys to the game um, for that game on Tuesday? Lockdown all the depot on the defensive end. And we need a team offense again. Um, Clifford said this after the Brooklyn game, and I think he, um, I honestly, I think tonight we completely solved the problem. Um, but he said that the, the issue for the team this year has been taking a great offensive game a great defensive game and putting them together for the same 48 minutes. And today we did that. We are going to need to do that again on Tuesday. Now, I think on the one hand, when you look at the Pacers roster, I, I, I think the, the game plan can be kind of drawn up the same way, right? You have that one guy that you need to shut down Oladipo, Darren Fox, and then you need team defense to hold everyone else to their minutes. Do that. I think we're good. Um, I think they will be fine. Um, looking forward to it. Yeah, to me, uh, you know, you look at the Pacers also banged up. No Brogdon. Well, Brogdon's a game time decision, but it looks like he's going to be out. Sabonis is out. Um, you know, Victor Oladipo returning from injury. He did play 32 minutes against the 76ers, so he's back um, to to mostly full minutes. You know, 15 points for him on 14 shots. Not the greatest efficiency, but he was plus 9. Uh, to me, you know, you kind of look through the box score and you see T.J. Warren put up 53 on the 76ers on 29 shots, 9 of 12 from 3. So... <laughs> I think you kind of look at that and you say, we got to lock in on TJ Warren. We can't have a performance like that again. You know, I mean, yeah. that's absolutely ridiculous. So what I noticed is Miles Turner fouled out in only 20 minutes. Looked like, looked absolutely awful out there. Joel Embiid put 41 up on him. Tobias had 30, you know, and didn't do a whole lot of that damage from three. So to me, I'm looking for... Uh, Nick Vooch 
to get in the paint and get a little low post game going against Miles Turner. You know, Miles Turner, big time defensive player, but to me, you know, Joel Embiid obviously is much better than Nick Vooch, but, uh, you know, Joel Embiid, I mean, the guy was 15 and 23 from the floor. He absolutely dominated them, 41 and 21. I think uh, we can get a 20 and 10 from Nick Vooch pretty easily, you know? Mm. And, and so I'm looking for Nick Vooch to dominate on the inside. And I want to kind of focus in on TJ Warren. And to me, I just don't think they have the guys to beat us if we play well, you know? There's just not a lot of star power on this team, and I think we've got the better defense, you know? So barring another 50-point performance from TJ Warren, you know, the greatest performance of his career, they actually said he's the uh, all time NBA's all-time leader in August scoring. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, if we can shut down shut him down and uh, play good defense. I think we've got a great shot. Uh, I think we are not favored in this game. Let me see what the betting line is. Uh, they, man, they've got the Pacers with a 65% chance to win. Um, the line is not out yet, but I don't know. I don't agree with that line. I think we've got a great shot, especially with their guys out. Um, that's kind of what I'm looking for for me when I think about this game. It's continue to play good defense. Don't let anyone go crazy, and let's get Nick Vooch involved down low. Uh, that's going to be my keys to the game. I like that. I, I, I forgot about the Miles Turner-Nick Vooch thing. I mean, I think like I said, forget about it. It just wasn't on top of my mind. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree uh, that it – Getting him going is going to be big. I, I think getting Aaron Gordon going is going to be big, and, and, and I'm assuming Gordon is going to be defending T.J. Warren. Um, just trying to think about the the, the rosters and, and, and looking here at the lineup. Um, yeah, because they've got they started Holiday and Oladipo, and then they've got Warren and Justin Holiday. Um, as the forwards, Justin Holiday is basically a two. Oladipo is a two. Holiday is a one. Um, Warren is like more like a three, as far yeah. as I know. Yeah. So they're playing pretty small. This is where you'd love to have Jonathan Isaac. Man, we could just shut mm-hmm. these guys down. But um, yeah, I mean, man, they really just they don't have anyone inspiring off the bench, really, in my opinion. Uh. Jakar Sampson, Doug McDermott, TJ McConnell, Edmund Sumner, and TJ Leaf. I mean, they don't even have a center off the bench, you know? And that, to me... Wait, is Jakar Sampson a center? No, he's not. Okay. So, to me, that... To me, that just screams, get Nick Vooch the ball down low early. If we can get Miles Turner in foul trouble, what the heck are they going to do? Right. I mean, they don't have a real four besides T.J. Leaf, who is not good at basketball. So, and we saw it because Miles Turner fouled out in 20 minutes, and what did um, what did Joel Embiid do? He went absolutely hog wild on him. Mm-hmm. You know, they had they out rebounded them by 21, and had 20 offensive rebounds. The 76ers did. You know, so to me, you know, I'm looking at it and. I really feel like we have another chance to put up a monster performance. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, like we said, or like I said earlier in the show, 
mean, I, I want to see us go a minimum of 500. And we're halfway there, <laughs> right? So if we come out 3-0 and and, and start by, like you said, getting Nick Vooch, um, uh, you know, and start by getting Nick Vooch the ball early and, and Miles Turner in foul trouble, that is that needs to be the game plan. I agree. I mean, I you just look at the rebounding. I guess Ben Simmons, um, you know, was a real rebounder as well. But, uh, I mean, Tobias Harris had four offensive rebounds in this game, you know? And, and that just shows me that these guys... I mean, we got to send the guys after the basketball. You know, if we can out-rebound these guys and get those extra possessions, that's going to be a huge key. You know, Nick Vooch is a good rebounder. Aaron Gordon's a pretty good rebounder as well. But I want to see James Ennis crashing the boards. You know, I'd like to see, um, you know, Michael Carter-Williams crashing the boards. And, and I really think we might be able to run this one up again. You know, I mean, we... We've really uh, put together a lot of great games, and I think we might be able to do it again. I mean, we, you know, we out rebounded um, Sacramento tonight. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I think that's going to be the key to the game. There is rebounding and uh, points in the paint for Nick Vooch. I think is is going to be my two keys. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. All right. Well, I think we got a good, tight, looks like a 26-minute episode here yep. um, on this game. And, you know, we just did do an episode a couple of days ago. We might do one later this week on uh, going over two games. So I think cutting it short here is going to be fine. We'll get this thing edited and send it out um, for all the listeners. I know they're just dying for more content. So... If you guys have any comments, reviews, concerns, shoot us an email at whiteboardbasketballpod at gmail.com. And uh, we will talk to you again later this week. All right. This is Colin Ian signing off. Have a good week, everyone.